If you've got a computer handy or your phone, first of all, you might pull up a graphic to look at as you listen to this. Just go to the station's weather page, wortfm.org forward slash weather. And then the featured graphics up towards the top there, there's the uh, water vapor satellite image of North America that I'll be talking about. And there's a, a wider North American view as well. It has the Pacific Ocean. And I'll mention that also in regard to what's coming up this week. Well, the uh, 8.7 degree temperature surplus that we had accrued through the first 12 days of January was wiped out entirely by that cold snap. In fact, it was actually wiped out by the fourth or fifth day of the cold snap. And we uh, now have in its place a two degree temperature deficit after that cold week. Temperatures were double digits below normal, actually, for eight straight days in there. And now, as fast as you like, we're going to see the temperature balance for the rest of the month go uh, positive again, probably uh, ending the month, I think, in pretty solid surplus territory. Not 8 degree plus like we saw before it got cold, but perhaps close, at least given how the next five or six days are looking anyway. And even after a shift of some slightly cooler weather, maybe late in this coming weekend, uh, nothing even modestly below normal looking on the cards. It doesn't look like out through the end of the month. Incidentally, you might have heard that the uh, freeze date of Lake Mendota, which I believe was Tuesday of this past week, was the third latest ever recorded in the 160 plus years of observation of that lake. What the shortest duration for the ice cover is, I'm not quite sure, but we may be hearing about that record sooner rather than later. Uh, Have a look at the water vapor image of North America that I was mentioning on the station's weather webpage, and you'll see, uh, well, you'll see our pattern change in process, basically, right in front of your eyes there. At the start of the sequence, which is back on Friday morning, you can see what remains of the big upper trough that delivered us the Arctic air last week when it was basically the dominant feature on the continent, spinning in classic polar vortex form up west of Hudson's Bay. By Friday of last week, though, it had been reduced to a remnant of its former self, basically, a sort of mere cul-de-sac in far southeastern Canada, rotating cold air westward and southwestward just kind of across the southern Ungava Peninsula and James Bay back here towards the western Great Lakes and then through the three days of the animation there you can see over the weekend you can see the upper ridge that's over the western third of the continent start to push steadily eastward ahead of a powerful polar jet branch that dives on frame up around the Yukon headed for about northern Ontario And then uh, before you know it, basically, that remnant upper trough and its cold air is driven right eastward off the continent into the Atlantic, bound, I think, for about Greenland at the moment. On the wider view of all of this, you can see some of the uh, backstory to these goings-on out over the Pacific Ocean and up in the Arctic. Critically, very cold air has returned to the high Arctic, north of about 60 degrees north latitude, And the sharp thermal contrast between that and the upper ridge that's now across much of the lower part of the continent is what has set up that very strong uh, near-zonal jet that I was mentioning, stretching across central Canada or northern Canada from uh, Yukon over towards Ontario. The position of that jet, uh, roughly 600 or 1,000 miles up to our north, is going to not only keep the Arctic air sequestered from us, but also its lifting and storm-making potential as well, that is the storm-making potential of the jet. And with the southern branch of the jet likewise stuck down to our south, uh, not quite as far, but between, say, uh, the southern tier of states and the Ohio Valley somewhere, 
That'll leave us here with some pretty uneventful weather over the coming week, at least uh, all things considered. That doesn't mean we won't see precipitation. We will have a couple of systems passing, one tonight into tomorrow and another Wednesday into Thursday. Those systems will not be deepening or developing, though, in uh, any significant way as they pass, since the upper Midwest here will be in fairly homogeneous thermal territory as we get out towards the end of the week, and uh, consequently light winds aloft and a lack of the sort of dynamics that we normally need for strong low-pressure development will be absent. So uh, we've got a dull, and I'm afraid uh, generally cloudy and occasionally damp period coming up ahead of us, with plenty of snow melt and the Gulf of Mexico both available for providing low-level moisture. The hard part of the forecast will be determining just uh, how much lift will be occurring in the air column at any given time, where that lift will be occurring, and how much saturation will be produced by it. At the moment, on the modeling looking forward, it appears that much of the lowest mile above ground level is going to be kind of flirting with the freeze mark uh, through much of this coming week. So uh, sussing out also whether the precipitation comes down frozen or liquiform at any given time will be a challenge. Although there's the potential for warming uh, maybe up towards 40 later in the week, my suspicion is that generally temperatures are going to be stuck down in the low and mid-30s, given the depth and extent of the snow cover down to our south across Illinois and pretty much all around us uh, in the upper Midwest as well. So all that being said, as caveats, here's the best guess anyway in the coming five days, uh, skies will continue to see uh, passing uh, high and mid-level cloud cover through the morning, although I think the lower clouds in particular will begin to thicken up as we get later in the day, and uh, that will generally occur from south to north across the listening area. It appears that some deeper cloud cover is pushing in from Illinois and Iowa as we speak. Temperatures will reach the low 30s by the uh, afternoon on south to southwest winds up at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Thickening low cloud cover then will drop ceilings uh, probably down below about 1,000 feet as we get uh, into the overnight tonight. And after that, light freezing drizzle, perhaps mixed with some uh, light snow, also will uh, work northward into the area. That may slick up some surfaces uh, for a bit as the temperatures drop down towards 30 in the overnight period on lighter subtlety winds. Tomorrow, the low overcast above us will continue to support freezing drizzle and perhaps maybe some sleety mixed precipitation uh, through the earlier mid-afternoon period, at least the way the column temperatures are looking at the moment. We may see a couple of bouts of uh, slightly more enthusiastic precipitation maybe in the mid or late morning hours, and it's possible if we've got some evaporative cooling going on that the precipitation might then turn over to snow or sleet more fully at that time. Otherwise, though, temperatures will continue to hold just kind of in the low to possibly mid-30s through the day, and southeast to east winds coming up to 8 to 12 miles per hour. Ceilings may lift a little bit, but I think the skies will generally stay cloudy through the overnight tomorrow, uh, with temperatures dropping uh, maybe just a degree or two down into the low 30s on what will be lighter easterly winds at that point. And Wednesday, the clouds will thicken again downward as we go through the day and begin to support uh, drizzle or light freezing drizzle probably by later in the afternoon in any case. A warm air advection late in the day and through the overnight should be strong enough, uh, at least above ground level, to make uh, most of the precipitation drizzle or light rain at that point rather than the freezing stuff, at least as we get into the evening and overnight period. Temperatures will reach about 35 or so during the day and continue to hold then in the mid-30s overnight on uh, strengthening easterly winds coming up to 5 to 10 miles per hour. And precipitation will uh, begin to clear eastward sometime on Thursday, uh, at least by midday, I should think. 
Temperatures will continue in the mid-30s on light east, uh, northeasterly winds, backing more northerly at 4 to 8 miles per hour. Temperatures may then inch down a few degrees overnight into Friday, but still remain above freezing during that period. And Friday will uh, continue cloudy and in the mid-30s, like much of the rest of the week, and that will continue into Saturday as well, as best I can tell. Uh, we may cool slightly then as we get out towards Sunday, but with temperatures generally holding above uh, freezing after today, I would expect a good bit of melting and ponding of water as we go out through this week. That'll be increasingly a problem as we get towards the end of the week, especially after we get some precipitation. And also tune into the Wednesday evening news forecast to see if the uh, system that appears to be on the cards maybe for late in the weekend or early next week might at least bring a little more interest to our weather.